What's up, Cubs? Welcome back to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, episode 93. Sorry, your boy got sick, all right? Your boy got sick. I got The nose is still chapped. The, the, the throat is still still dealing with the residuals, so I'm, I, I have a little bit of rasp, you know? I got a little bit of rasp. I got some mice in my throat playing strings on my vocal cords constantly, you know? And it's not, it's not comfortable. That's not supposed to be a soothing song. That is a very, like, when a person's just learning how to play the violin type of song, okay? Also, we're a little pushed in on the studio because... I got projects and shit going on. And what things that sacrificed? What are the things that are sacrificed when when we got a whole bunch of projects going on? Dad stuff. And that's fine, dude. I'm not even bitter, even a little bit, or a little, no resentment at all. But here's the deal. We're on a time crunch. I can almost guarantee it. Okay? My wife's been upstairs talking on the phone with her aunt for over, no exaggeration, three hours. Okay? She's put down half a bottle of wine by herself over the last three hours. Okay. So I guarantee I have a time crunch. All right. I can literally hear her through the ceiling. She's talking so loud. I don't understand how my babies aren't awake, but that's fine. And after I did bedtime and everything, I came downstairs. I was going to, I'm, I'm recording this episode and I'm like, you know what? Uh, for sure. know my wife been with her for 10 years. I put money on it right now that when she wraps that up, there's going to be a point where she comes down and says something because half a bottle of wine, my wife, it's game time. You feel me? And I'm going to tell her, no. I'm going to look her deep into her beautiful blue eyes and I'm going to say, no. You don't get to just do everything that you want to do over the last three hours. Just chitty chitty chatting about chicken soup for the bullshit soul. And I do dinner, baths, brush teeth bedtime and then come downstairs to record an episode and then you're going to come downstairs and you just think where's my foreplay but yeah dude i'm pretty sure that captain covid just go ahead and just dropped a bomb on my freaking face for the last three days but the thing is it was only three days and the first time i got it it was like nine days and the reason that i even jumped straight to covid even though it's not a thing right the reason i jumped straight to covid is because no sicknesses take me out like such I don't get I don't get the feeling of a tiny little man on the inside of my head with a little hatchet pushing the blade of the hatchet against the back of my cranium ever so slightly forever. It's he's not hammering away. What he's doing is he has a timer set on his phone inside my head and he has his hatchet and he's taking his hatchet and he pu- he's pushing it right along the middle of my brow and every 30 seconds to a minute he increases the pressure by 1%. That's what it's like. And then you got the residual mice playing the violin on my vocal cords. And it's just, you know what, Captain COVID? Fly, fly, fly away, my guy. Okay? Don't need you. Don't want you. Never did. All right? Why were you invented in a lab? So let's get... <laughs> I want to tell you a story about how I'm getting old, okay? So wife had a weekend with the girls, all right? I know what you're thinking. Is your wife okay? Yeah, she's fine, dude. She's fine. Think of the level of stimulus that she goes through on a daily basis. She's a, what is it? What is it on Reddit? S A H M. Acronyms. Fucking still got it. She's a stay at home mom, right? So she's home with the kids 24 7. Think of that. Two kids, one and two years old, forever. Okay? Just like the hatchet on the inside of my brain, two kids forever (laughs) just constant just just someone constantly right here just someone's hand or foot or thigh or fucking top of their cranium if you're laying down bad call just just forever just constantly and it's not holding still it's not holding still it's just moving to the next position which is here and all you're trying to do is go to the bathroom, okay? So that's 24-7 for my wife. So she had a, uh, one of our friends had a birthday. And so she went off to the cities, Minneapolis. She was in Minneapolis, okay? This was, I was not okay with this, first things first. I was not okay with it, even for a second, because I'm cool with my wife going and having girls' nights and stuff like that if I'm 15 minutes away. If you're in danger, guess what? 
can you fight him off for 15 minutes? Because I'm on my way. I call my neighbor. He comes over for, to watch the girls. Meanwhile, zoom, 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 I'm on my way, okay? But in the cities, I can't do that. Also, you're hang it's a group of gals, all right? And I'm a misogynistic asshole, right? So I, I know that the predators out there are just, they see a group of women and they're like, they're just like a vulture in the sky and wraps them up in their wings, okay? And starts flying away. Now, if that happens here in town, I jog over real quick and I snag the vulture's foot before it can get away from me, right? I snag that foot and I'm like, got that, 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 and I pull the vulture back down and then I kill the vulture brutally and without mercy and then we go home. But that can't happen when it's two hours away from me. So anyways, regardless, dude, getting caught up on my doom thoughts, my inner monologue that's just inherently negative as the protector of a household, that's the fun fact about being a guy. I know that by and large women get a bad rap for being the warriors. Oh, no, no, no. We're just quiet about it. It's a quiet stress that builds in our chest that develops tumors and cancer. That's why men die young. We, we die young when... We die before women when we're younger because we do stupid shit like jump off of cliffs for no fucking reese. And we die when we're older because we have just as many stresses as worries as women, except for we just go, keep it in your brain, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Ladies, you know when you're sitting there with your man and you go, oh, what would happen if blank, right? You know how you just voice that to us? Like, for example... What would happen if someone tried to break into one of the girls' bedroom windows? I just get those kinds of questions asked. And what she means when she asks that is, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I go, brutally murder and eviscerate the vulture. That's what I'm going to do. But what you don't know what she just did is, before you voiced that, what I was thinking of is, what would I do if right now... A fire started. Okay, so the thoughts are constantly going from both parents. It's just we are quiet. All right? As the dick haver, we're quiet, and we keep them in here, and we let cancer grow. And that's great. That's great. You know, good for us, I guess. So we're trying to, we're trying to solve that problem. And then you voice another problem, and you put it in, and we give a response. As the woman, you go... He's got it. He's got it. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress. He's got it down. All right. That's why I ask him questions like this is because I want to know if he's thought about it and if he's prepared. And you're satiated. You're satisfied. You're good. The thought has left your brain and now you're not worried about it anymore because you got your man. And now what you've done is you've taken that and here's my fire thought and we're taking the window, the breaking into the window thought, and we're just going to go ahead and pack that in there, make a nice tight little bowl. And guess what? We're never going to smoke it. All right. Wow. Metaphors get out of control, and that's all good, dude. So Jordan goes to the cities to have a girls' night, dude. And this was uh, Friday night, and they're going to get an Airbnb. And I'm like, okay, stay in the night. Fuck yeah, do your thing. It was with a bunch of married chicks. So I'm sure it was just a free-for-all of just like husband shit-talking. Like, <laughs> he can never find his car keys. Sorry, okay? I don't keep things like that in my brain, but... I'm home with the girls. I'm holding it down, dude. And I'm, I'm so stoked because I was like, I was like, I never get this. I never get like hours and hours and hours of extended time with my girls where it's just dad bouncing off. You know, that's Jordan's every single day. And then dad usually gets a couple hours here and there, you know, of like one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it's, if I'm home, it's constant. It's just Jordan and I together, which is a beautiful thing in and of itself. But I was so, I was so fired up. And so we did, dude, and I'm getting older, okay, getting older. Now, I don't work out just to be, don't, just to look hot for my wife. Now, I definitely am not going to be working out just to look hot for my wife. I'm working, at, I'm going to be working out way more aggressively and staying limber because, dude, my fucking knees, ow, my knees, so bad, dude, 30 years old, wrestled for 18 years. See, I never agreed with the whole, with the whole, like, Oh, I did sports for forever. Now I have bad knees. I'm like, no, you should have strong knees. You've been using them your whole life. You, they should be strong and built up. Yeah, they are strong and built up. And then you start taking breaks, and suddenly they ain't strong and built up some more. 
So I learned no more breaks, dude. Okay, so I took my phone, I played a Disney songs playlist, and we're just fucking getting it to Frozen and Moana. Okay, we're and Encanto. Don't you forget? Don't you forget about Pressure Like Drip Drip Drip? Don't you forget about that one, of course. So those songs are just ripping, right? And the girls like to dance with me for a little bit. They'll dance with me for about half of the song, and then eventually, it's like it looks. Way more fucking fun up there, dude. Up? I just see this with Lottie. Up. 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 And she's persistent. I'll try to like moonwalk away from her and be shucking and jiving and being like, we're good. We're good. Let's bob and weave, baby. Let's bob and weave. Let's bounce. Let's do some spins. And she's just like a mosquito on a beach, never leaving you alone. Just up, 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 following you around the room constantly within six inches. Up up so there's no there's no and and i'll and i'll scoop her up and we'll dance and she weighs like 32 pounds and suddenly i'm like oh man getting tired but that's not the kicker i could manage that just fine gracie sees that lottie got picked up and she's having a great time up there and so she's like pick me up daddy and i'm like let me dance with your sister for a little bit and she goes <laughs> and what the tears do is they don't make me pick her up to avoid the tears what the tears do is they make me go, what, you ain't strong enough to pick up your daughter, both your daughters at the same time? <laughs> what, you don't have the stamina to pick up both of your daughters at the same time and dance for probably 45 minutes? You don't have, oh, so you're a bitch? <laughs> you're a bitch? So I scoop her up, and then now we're bobbing and weaving. My ego got involved, and suddenly I'm sitting there holding about 70 pounds, 60 to 70 pounds, just bobbing and bouncing, bouncing and dancing. And you better believe that I'm timing my dance moves to the songs because they are memorized. This is like an encyclopedia of Disney songs at this point. And we're bobbing and weaving. So it's like, what can I say except you're welcome? And then when he starts rapping, dude, kid, honestly, I can go on and on. I can explain every natural phenomenon. The tide, the grass, the ground. All that was Maui just messing around. Okay. And then I get halfway through that song. Okay. So ego got involved. I'm picking up all 70 pounds of my daughters and then i'm showing off because daddy's got to be on beat period and then reality comes in like a motherfucking freight train and goes you haven't taken a deep breath in 45 seconds your heart rate's at 135 like i know you're in shape but we don't train for this, okay? We don't train for, you train how to put a barbell over your head. You don't train for extended holds with jerky movements. You don't, you don't, you don't train for that, okay? So we're falling apart, all right? And now you're either gonna either enter workout mode or you're gonna set the girls down. And so I set the girls down and suddenly they're bummed out, right? And now I'm alone with them at the house. In my brain, I go, how many times do you get multiple days by yourself with your girls? How many times do you get this? You know, bitch out because your heart rate got up to 135. My ego just constantly calling me a bitch. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I go, brilliant idea. I'm down on my knees now. All right. Because they're just going to, we're eye level. Now they don't, now they're not like, oh, it looks super fun up there. Now they're like, oh, it's fun right fucking here. All right, let's just dance. And we're dancing. And we're essentially playing tag while we're dancing. We're just doing, I'm just doing spins on my knees and spins on my knees. And then the 18 years of wrestling creeps in, m coupled with the lack of consistency in my workout plan. So my, my residual cartilage breakdown has started to catch up to me. And suddenly I'm three minutes into being on my knees and I go, ouch. Now I'm in a conundrum. Okay. Do I stand back up and risk? doing 70-pound misweighted air squat swings? Or do I stay on my knees until my patella pushes through my skin onto the floor? How's that for a would-you-rather? So what do I do? I mean, I'm a guy. I'm built for one thing, and that's problem-solving, baby. I have squat knee sleeves. Let me run over to my gym bag real quick and take my American flag-themed knee sleeves that I use for squatting and throw them on over the top of a pair of sweats 
so that I can comfortably shuck and jive on the floor. And I thought about what 16-year-old me would have thought if he would have seen the outfit or if just anybody in my actual life would have seen the outfit outside of my babies. And then I remembered. Doesn't fucking matter what those people think. I'm here for my babies, dude. I stayed on my knees for two hours, threw the knee sleeves on, and we were just, oh, dude, I was like... I like went back into like wrestling mode. I was like doing hip outs and freaking slides and knee slides. I was shooting the hips. I was catching hands. I was fucking, we were, dude, we were rocking and rolling and I probably lost two pounds. Okay. I sweat so much. I probably lost two pounds, dude. That's how we started the weekend together. That's how we started the weekend together. Then we get to bed. Bedtime goes great. I sleep on the couch because I don't feel like I can hear them good enough for my bed. Next morning, I get waking up to Gracie standing over me on the couch going, Daddy's not at work. Oh, you know how good that felt? You know how good that felt to be woken up that way? My little daughter just smiling over, over the couch going, Daddy's not at work. And I like woke up and I was like, no, baby, Daddy's going to stay here. It's the weekend. Daddy doesn't have to go to work. She goes, okay. And I was like, is your sissy awake? And she goes, let's check. And I was like, okay, let's check. We got up. We got Lottie out. We got, we got breakfast. We fed the dogs, dude. We were just shucking and jiving. Mama's, gonna, mama's expected to be home around noon, 1 o'clock. So Lottie takes a morning nap and an afternoon nap still. Gracie only takes an afternoon nap. So after breakfast, we play a little bit, and then Lottie goes down for a nap, dude. And you better believe your dude is just pretty bitched up all week dude my daughter painted my gracie wanted to paint her fingernails and we have this non-toxic fingernail polish it's called pink piggy or some bullshit like that it's like okay it's a nail polish for fat people or cops depending on which side of the political spectrum you vote on so i mean i'm <laughs> i'm firing on all cylinders okay so <laughs> so gracie wants to paint her nails and i she told me earlier, and I said, when Lottie goes down to take a nap, we can paint your nails. And so we painted her nails. I painted her dominant hand, and then she painted her non-dominant hand. And then she goes, Daddy, paint his nails. And I was like, oh, okay, you can paint one nail. And she's like, okay. And I give her this hand, and I was like, and she painted this one. And I was like, she goes, other hand? And I was like, yep, you can paint one. And I put my hand out there, and she goes, I paint all of them. And I was like, just paint one. And she goes, all of them and i was like okay fuck yeah paint them all dude painted all this i got my ring finger painted on this hand and all five nails painted on this hand and after she did it there was a sense of pride that came over me that my two-year-old daughter painted my nails i was like i'm her canvas do the damn thing paint me up dog paint me up kept it on my kept it on my hands all week for work Kept it on my hands all week. Just proud as a motherfucker. I'd be at work filling out some Excel spreadsheets and bullshit like that that doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Just wasting my time. And if I got a little stressed out, I would reach down and grab the mouse, catch it out of the corner of my eye, and just get overwhelmed with this feeling of like heart. Like my heart was just like exploded. Of Just like my daughter did that. My little girl did that, dude. And that sounds cheesy and not a big deal, especially if you don't have kids. You're probably like, okay, she painted, like, what the, what the fuck ever? Oh, dude, you have no fucking idea. If you don't have kids, you have no fucking idea. There are an impossible-to-count number of special moments that never in a million years you would have thought have been a special moment. So, yeah, dude, I'm painted the fuck up. When I walk into work on Monday with my nails painted, I got, like, one interaction, and the First interaction I had about my nails was, tell me your girl dad without telling me your girl dad. And I was like, well, don't speak in memes. But yeah, I know. I get it, right? So the fact that I was like, oh, it's obvious. It's an obvious. This wasn't a personal choice, obviously. And I get to just have painted nails and everyone just understands it's because I have two beautiful baby girls at home. And I get to be just overwhelmed with the sense of pride that my daughter painted these things on me. And she's two years old. And I was so impressed by her capabilities and her skills that I'm walking around work with my nails painted like all the pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this. 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Dude, funny story about that song, though. So it was on, like, I think I saw it on a YouTube short or something, but it was cows. It was like these really good looking cows and they put that song over the top of it and these cows are walking towards the camera and I was like, okay, well, the song is absolutely slaps and I'm going to play that song at home when I'm having dance parties with my girls, right? Did not pre-check the song. Did not just knew that the hook was a banger, just knew the hook was so fun and Jordan was there and I was like, oh, I have a new song I want to play for the girls. Check this out. And this is how the song started and I'll... First of all, dad's like, hey, everyone, get in here. Get in here. I have a new song to show you. Everybody get in. Charlotte, one years old. Gracie, two years old. Basically a sponge for words. Only repeats every single word that she hears, period. Point blank, end of story. Wife, check this out. This is going to be a really fun song. This is going to be their new song. I said this is going to be their new song, dude. I said this is going to be their new song, okay? Because it's sassy and it's fun and it's like, Oh, it's like confidence, right? It's like a confidence thing. I was like, dude, hell yeah, dad of the year. Started the song, all the girls are in the room, and it goes like this. I was like, I hit it, an ad played, and as the ad played, I set it down on the fireplace, and then it... So I'm like five, ten feet away from it. So it starts, and that's what it starts. That's how the song starts. That's how the song starts. Hey, children and wife, come check this song out. I have a new song that's going to be so fun for our children, dude. No matter what the fuck these hoes talking about, just know you a bad bitch every motherfucking time that you wake up and you look in that motherfucking mirror. Oh. And I paused it right about that point. And Jordan's like, Wow, great song! And I was like, "I'm gonna, f I'm gonna, f I'm gonna fast forward to the good part. I'm gonna fast forward to the good part. Skipped, skipped to a part." On to the next. He know this pussy good cause he always come back. I'm like, I'm gonna pot. I'm gonna. Uh, one second, babe. I'm going to. I'm gonna scroll. I. There's a good part. There's a good part. There's a good part. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Smiling like an ass clown, like the first two. Th things that we listened to in the song wasn't like you look in that motherfucking mirror you better fucking motherfucking fucking fuck you want to fuck yourself and i finally played the chorus and the damage had been done jordan was like don't play that song again and i was like that's valid that's foul i should have pre she walks she walks away into the kitchen and me from the living room. i should have pre i should have pre-listened i understand I fucked up. The court, the the hook was good though. No, the hook was good though. Do you want me to cook dinner, or do you want you're gonna you got dinner already? You got dinner already? Okay, that's cool. All right, I'm gonna start cleaning up in here. I'm gonna start cleaning up. This is what you've had a long day. You've had a long day, girls. Do you want to listen to? Do you want to build a snowman by Frozen? Do you want to build a snowman by first? Okay. Okay. I think mommy needs a foot massage. Do you think mommy needs a I think mommy needs a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah, then Jordan got back and she was hungover. And so, obviously, she <laughs> I mean, hey, my wife's 32, okay? 30 also. She's also, she's actually 28. She turns 29 in August. But... I, I meant she's getting older. And just like I can't slide around on my knees without wearing protective coverings, <laughs> she can't do a night of girls drinking. And the funniest part about that is they were going to stay in an Airbnb. It was sketchy, so they went, they canceled it, and they went to a hotel. And at the hotel... They were all back to the hotel by 11.45 and went to bed. And she was still fucked up for the whole next day. <laughs> Yo, old. And we're old now. We don't do shit like that. So Boone texts me. This is probably 10 days ago. My little brother, Boone, for the new listeners. Boone texts me. One second. Drink up, little mice. So Boone texts me like 10 days ago. Boone is his little brother for my new listeners. Boone texts me like 10 days ago, and he's like, you ever play chess? 
I was like, I've played chess. I'm not good at chess. I haven't played chess. I haven't played chess in like 12 years. I know how to play chess. I am absolutely garbage at chess. Up until this point, been more of a checkers guy. You feel me? I was like, but it is one of those things that I've always wanted to like get good at, like like play. I've always wanted to play and like get good at it because you know you talk about chess masters and stuff like that. Dork, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I've I've wanted to play chess, like get into playing chess, and he just boom sends me a link to the ass app, the ass the app chess.com, and I was like, he's like, hop in, let's play. We hopped in, we played. He absolutely fucking destroyed me because it was my first chess game in like 12 years. But what that set in motion was my newest addiction, dude. My newest addiction. I fucking love playing chess so bad. It's so fun. If y'all don't play chess, dude, I'm hand making my own chess board right now. That's how into it I've gotten in the last 10 days. How pathetic is that? All right. This is why I've never done crack. I've never done crack because I don't trust my addictive personality. The second I find something and it's relatively stimulating and fun, but I suck at it. Oh, dude, if I get my, that's the whole reason I started doing CrossFit fucking seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever it's been now. That's the whole reason. Once I'm bad at something, dude, fucking forget it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about, uh, my first CrossFit workout, all right? Now, I'm just like everybody else at this point. I've been doing like bodybuilding, football-esque style workouts forever, for like 14 years. Just Monday's chest day, Tuesday's legs day, Wednesday's back day. Four, I almost said four day, dude. Almost said four day, Thursday, four day. Wow. Did that for... It was right before my senior year of college. So from the ages of 13 to 22, I've been lifting like that. Now, in the off-season, so I wrestled 197. In the off-season at wrestling, my goal was to get as big as I possibly could. So I weighed 235 pounds one off-season. Like, big as I possibly could, like muscle mass, right? Just I wanted to look stupid. Okay. I wanted to get as big as I possibly could. So just lifting like a man, I would lift twice a day. I would eat three to 4,000 calories a day. Just put on as much size as I could. Right. For no other Reese than I like having big muscles, dude. No other Reese. And my coach right before my senior year, I, I meet up with him like in the summer and he's like, first of all, you look like an idiot. And I was like, okay. And he's like, when was the last time you did cardio? And I was like, uh, the last week of wrestling season last year. And he was like, okay, I need you to be way more athletic than you appear to be right now. Because I'm just, I was just a muscle hand. Imagine me with 30 pounds more muscle, right? So I'm like, okay. And he sends me to this gym with this guy that he knows. His name is Jeremy. And he was like, and I didn't know it was a CrossFit gym. He just sends me, he's like, this guy's going to train you until the season. And I was like, okay, I see the sign. It's CrossFit gym. Now, the only thing I knew about CrossFit to this point was like, isn't that the people that do the fake pull-ups? Isn't that what they, isn't that what the people do? Right? Isn't that people do the fake pull-ups and bounce off at the top of their heads on a wall? Like, isn't that what they do? So I walk in and I'm already rolling my eyes. Like, dude, I'm a college athlete before his senior year. All right? I'm a 22-year-old college athlete who's been doing nothing but training every single day from the time that he was 13 years old. Ego. Dropped in the hat, right? I walk in and he was going to do a one-on-one session with me. But there was a lady there that had to reschedule her one-on-one. So he says, you guys are just going to work out next to each other. Now, I didn't know the first fucking thing about the layout, what the workouts are, what even like is. So all it was, dude, all it was, was box jumps and rowing. Didn't even know what rowing was. Never been on a rower before. So it's going to be five rounds of 20 calories on the rower, 20 box jumps. That's it. 100 each. And I was like, okay, this is a workout. And he goes, yep, and it's four times, so you're going to complete it as fast as you can, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, this lady is 48, if I had to guess, 48 years old. She's in great shape, but she's 48. And I'm a 22-year-old college athlete at the peak of my physicality. 
Okay. And I was like, so it's a race? And he's like, no, no, no. You're not racing her. You're just going to go, like, you're just going to get the best time you can. Now, competitive side of me kicks in and I go, well, I got to, I'm not really worried about it, but I'm going to beat her ass. In five rounds, she lapped me twice. And you might say, that doesn't make sense. Here's what happened. I sprinted through the first round, the 20 calories on the rower, 20 box jumps in like two minutes, just as fast as I possibly could, gripping and ripping. And I got a great lead. I'm done with my box jumps before she's even off the rower. I get back to the rower and just the rowing portion takes me two minutes. And then I get to the box jumps. This is just round two. And I get five box jumps in and I got to take a little siesta. Time for me to pull the reins back a little bit because I'm pretty sure my heart rate was at 237. Needless to say, she lapped me twice in five rounds and I collapsed, right? When she started creeping up on me, I started like panicking and going harder, immediately had to shut that shit off, literally couldn't breathe or function. Here's the best part. I finished the workout, collapse, dude, collapse, roll over. And I'm like writhing in pain and uh, just like, I can't fucking, and she came over to me. I'm on my back and I'm writhing. You know, I got my knees going. That's never happened before. I've never had such a, such a pain throughout my whole body that I felt like I had to jiggle my knees back and forth. I'm like, ha, ha. everything was on fire, like head to toe. And this 47 year old woman who just casually lapped me twice, came over and patted my chest and was like, great job. Great first workout. Like she just got out of the shower. Like she just got out of bed. And my ego took that and said, you have to get good at that. I did cross, I've CrossFit-esque, like functional fitness has been like my go-to workout regiment since that day. Since that day, dude. I got obsessed. I got, I'm still kind of obsessed. But I got obsessed to the point where uh, I just, I did it so often, I went and got my coaching certificate and then I started coaching and then I got put into a position at a box where I managed a gym where I was coaching like six, seven classes every single day, every single day for months. All right. So now I'm playing chess and I'm planning on building my own chessboard out of wood pieces. I'm building my own and I'm so fucking obsessed. You can chat with people on this. Like while you're in the middle of a game, like, oh, make a move and you can like send a message to him. And this one guy, see, like my avatar is me like doing the podcast because always self-promoting, baby. And he's like, and I, so I think I have a new listener uh, based off of my one fucking chess game, based off of one of my chess games. So if you are here, bro, didn't know your name, didn't catch it, probably safe that you didn't disclose it. You don't know me. But he was asking, like, which podcast about? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Da, 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 da. And then he goes, and when a person leaves the app, it like has a countdown timer for him that's like auto resigns in and then it counts down one minute. And I was like, oh, he quit. He quit. Jumps back in with like 30 seconds left and goes, just follow it in on Spotify. I'll give it a listen. All right. Check it out and let me know what you think. All right. So we're just going to build out a crazy fucking chess community, dude. We're just going to build out a crazy chess community. All right? Let's do some unqualified dad advice. I'm full of snaps today. Is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? I'm full of snaps. But God, I missed you, babe. I missed you last week. But I had to just get dolled up. I had to... I had to have a I had to have a weekend with my girls and just do the thing. The pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. I mean it's a it's a banger. It has 2.7 million views because it went viral. You know what I mean? So who am I? Who am I to say that the lyrics aren't good? What the fuck these hoes Tom Bout. Tom Bout. Tom Bout. But yo, we got some unqualified dad advice from a cub this week, and we're going to jump right into it. And yes, I did pre-read this one because I got a notification. I was like, oh, shit, we have a post on the subreddit. And then I clicked into it, and I was like, oh, well, all right. I'm, I, I'm in it, so I'm just going to read it, dude. 
I was like, I'm going to read it right now because it's, the title is, My Husband's Best Friend is in Love with Me. Okay? Okay, so I'm actually going to start this over because I just said her name and I said, like, she's a mainstay here. She is a mainstay here. Okay? But I'm going to, I'm going to start. So I've, I've already read half of it, but I'm cutting all that out because I said her name and talked about her name a whole bunch. And I also said her name in the middle of whilst I was reading. And then as I was reading, I was like, I'm going to leave her name out. But just know that this writer is an OG cub, okay? She, get, she gets a first draft of the Blood Cub Bible when it gets published, okay? She gets for whatever the, whatever the rare one is, whatever the one that, that builds value, you know? Like you get a first draft Harry Potter why the fuck did I say Harry Potter? I meant to say Winnie the Pooh. Said Harry Potter. Whatever. But anyways, she's an OG. But I'm starting this over because I said her name a whole bunch of times. So, she is a 21-year-old woman, and she is married to her husband, who is 25. I got married to my husband six months ago. Everything has been great, and though we are navigating exactly how to communicate overall, we have been doing very well. We are having a very odd and challenging issue at the moment, and that is my husband's best friend and best man at our wedding. Let's call him Aaron. Aaron and my husband have been best friends for over six years, and my husband values his opinion to the highest degree. When we started dating, he was very excited to introduce me to Aaron and told me, if Aaron didn't like you, it might be a deal breaker. He's like a brother to me. Aaron and I get along good, and he would regularly make comments like, it's like you married both of us, referring to himself and my husband, and would tell my husband, Jazz is wonderful. You're the luckiest man on earth. And isn't our wife so good to us? Up to this point, cute best friendship. That's all I see it as. Cute best friendship. In the back of his mind, hopes that your husband kicks the bucket so that he can scoop in with his savior complex. But until that time happens, it's just all silly jokes, you know, because they're besties. Up to this point, emphasis. He was in a three-year-long relationship at the time, and we all would hang out. About a week after our wedding, Aaron and his girlfriend broke up, and Aaron took it really hard. He had moved back in with his parents so he could save money for a ring for her. Quick side note that I thought about when I read this the first time. Hey, don't move into your parents' house to save money to, to save money from not having to pay rent and spend it on a ring. Spend it on, like, let's have a little financial security, okay? You're about to propose to this girl, and who, who's proposing to her? You're proposing to her as a guy who lives with his parents. Think your plan think your plan out, okay? This is you in the water. Here's a shark, okay? Now, there's a buoy right here to safety, and that is the safety of good decisions, okay? The ocean is your current thought pattern. And you're just like, I'm gonna stay right here. I can't afford a ring right now. I'm gonna move in with my parents. Just like checkers move, not chess. <laughs> My husband didn't want Aaron going through all this alone, and so naturally we started inviting him over and to more events to keep his mind off of it. He even came to a friend's giving with a group of our friends. Fast forward to about a week ago. My husband and I were hanging out with all the friends we were at the friend's giving with, and we got on the topic of Aaron. I made a joke that I was going to start charging him rent because he was sleeping on my couch nearly every weekend, and I would make him breakfast after my husband went to work. My friends all exchanged awkward glances and said they had something to tell us about what happened at friend's giving. Apparently that night he was sitting next to a married couple that we were friends with and was heavily intoxicated. He kept making comments like, Chaz, uh, he's heavily intoxicated, so strap the fuck in, acting, baby. Chaz most perfect woman. I've been in love with her since I met her. Narrator note, nearly three years ago. She's she's girl of my dream. And I can't stop thinking about her. My girlfriend broke up with me because I'm in love with Jazz. Also, she said her own name in there. So the fact that I, the fact that, because now for editing purposes, I'm going to have to cut the part that I said I was going to cut because I said her name a whole bunch of times. But then I switched up and said I'm going to cut her name. This is jazz, everybody. <laughs> 
So Jazz is the most perfect woman. I've been in love with her since I met her. She is the girl of my dreams, and I can't stop thinking about her. My girlfriend broke up with me because I'm in love with Jazz. Several other friends heard this as well, and they all agreed not to tell me or my husband as not to start drama. But after me, fucking, hey, tell your husband, not good friends of his. Ooh, no, 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 no. They're so non-confrontational, they're going to let a snake stay in the grass. Quick side note. Those friends, if they're your friends, okay, I guess that's one thing. They don't have as much loyalty towards your husband. If they're his friends, check your friend group. If I knew so, if if I have friends that knew about someone who's like obsessed with my wife in like a weird way and they're just like don't say anything. It'll start a whole fucking thing. Yeah, it'll start a whole fucking thing. The amount of disrespect that goes into trying to obsess over another man's woman is way over the top. I'll, I'll start that last sentence over. Several other friends heard this as well, and they all agreed not to tell me or my husband as not to start drama. But after me telling them I had been spending time with Aaron alone, they wanted us to be aware. My husband and I were shocked to hear this. My husband became visibly upset, and I reminded everyone that Aaron was probably just drunk. Then they said, yeah, but what about what he said at the wedding during his speech? Here's the beginning. I had to go back and look at the wedding tape for reference. Jazz, I owe you a huge apology. When Jasmine's husband told me that he met a girl and was in love with her, I was like, no way. No one is good enough for my best friend. But now that after I met you and got to know you, I think you can do a lot better. There's always truth in jokes, people. There's always truth in jokes. He had a thought because it was in his subconscious because from the jump, he wanted you to himself. Bad friend. Of course, at the wedding, we all laughed and thought it was a joke, but with the context of that Friendsgiving conversation, I don't know what to think anymore. Now my husband may lose his best friend over me, and I feel so guilty. What should I do? So not your fault. It's not even funny, dude. This guy has zero concept of of guy code, friendship respect. Oh, he's like your brother? The last thing you're going to try to do is pine after your brother's girl. Like, like if he if his friendship and loyalty was true within him, you would be gross to him because that's how it works. That's out of respect for him. So that is a him issue. First of all, you should feel zero guilt. You know what you did? Fell in love and got married to a guy. Just because you're uh, an, an attractive human being who has a good personality, that's not something to apologize for. What? Like when you put it into layman's terms like that, can you tell how friggin' ridiculous that is? So this is on him, all right? The real advice goes to what should your husband do? Now, I've, I've cut people in the past for my wife because guess what? There's no bond on this planet bigger. There just isn't. And that's how you should approach marriage. You should approach marriage as it doesn't matter what comes up, that is my person. Doesn't matter what comes up. I mean, outside of that person doing some fucked up shit. But I'm saying like other people come in your life. You've established your marriage with this person. You've established that this is the person you're going to be in a relationship. Whatever happens with these other people, like what their words are, what they're bringing into your life. They're the first to go always. That is your wife. She is your partner. She is your teammate. And you're going to fucking... Let a situation with an outside human being shake up your thoughts about your partner. Fuck all that, dude. Nobody is important enough to come in between a husband and a wife. Zero people. So you should feel no guilt. Uh, in terms of the guy, like if your husband wants to still say fr stay friends with Aaron, right? You got to have a sit down chat. You got to have a fully open, fully honest sit down chat and find out what Aaron's I don't know, basic malfunction is? What Aaron's plans are? Like, what are his, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? What is his motive? What's his motive? Like, in his brain, what 
is is it is it is it stemming from like a, a a an immaturity thing where it's like oh I can't have it so it's even more enticing rather than the other side it should be like I can't have it because that's my brother's and so I don't want it as how it should fucking be and I keep saying brother to make it dramatic he's just a friend he's just a guy all right now I understand that if you're not in a marriage that you're like, fuck that, dude. My boys are my boys, dog. <laughs> or fuck that. I ride with my honeys. All my pretty girls walk. You know, like I understand if you're not married, you don't get it. But if you are married, that's how it should be. That's your number one. Legitimately, if I was to tell you what I would do, like if we were sitting down having this conversation, I would be, I would say to your husband, oh, bro, it's time to cut that fucking cord right now. I've cut people for less. And that might be a little bit fucked up, but I've cut people for less. A lot less. That's a big deal. You're pining after my wife? Out loud? Two other people? It's fine to have those thoughts in there, I guess. You know? With no action and inappropriate comments and shit, you know? But you're getting you're 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 getting to the point where now everybody knows. Now, not only do you look extremely disrespectful, if I keep you around, I look like I'm okay with someone disrespecting my wife. That's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's disrespectful to your husband. It's disrespectful to you, as in it's not respecting the sanctity of your marriage. And that's coming from a guy who's supposed to be a best friend. So Aaron... If it was me, gets the fuck right off, okay? I'm sorry if this wasn't like a, an advice. And you should do nothing. You should tell your husband that, you should ask your husband what he wants to do. Like, what, what does he want to come of this? Talk it out with him. And lay it out how I just said. Like, make it a big deal. Don't try to make it a little deal and brush it under the rug because little, little fires are going to start a big one. Okay, so you got to, you got to, I can put the small fire out. You got to cut, cut that shit off. If that's me, dude, that's me though. I'm a little harsh. My wife, my wife calls me abrasive. Like my wife says that like, or I have too intense of a cut gene. She tells me that where it's like, you, you can, you can just cut people and, and not think about them again. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm not like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But if you, it's life's easier if you are, because you get to cut out the bullshit whenever you can. People don't get to just fucking walk on you and you don't have to worry about trying to please these people. You get to just fucking cut the bullshit and just, you're dead to me. Because we don't have time. We don't have time in this life to waste people that are going to try to make our lives worse in some capacity. We don't have time. Making it so dramatic, making it such a big deal, but you know. Let's do a quick, I hope that helped, Jess. Let's do a quick, am I the assholes to end this, to end this thing on a funny, funny dunny note. Am I the asshole? Did I go too far? Hi, everyone. So I have a podcast. And at the end of it, I do an advice column where I allow listeners to write in and ask questions that maybe I would be able to help with. I recently had a listener write in talking about a situation with their friends being in love with her. The problem with this is the friend is the best friend to her husband. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do a real one. Am I the asshole for getting pissed at my girlfriend the first time we had sex? This, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let me give the mice a drink. Okay, so I, this is from a 26-year-old dude. Okay, so I have high-functioning autism, and I'm currently with my first-ever girlfriend. She's 27, and I had never had sex before I was with her. Yeah, yeah, I know. Laugh at me all you want. We're not laughing at you, buddy. In line one, it says you have autism. <laughs> I mean, it's high-functioning, but we don't blame you, okay? We're not laughing at you. You're okay. She's a great girlfriend, and I've never been happier with her, and she has had sex before. We decided to do it together, and here's the thing. She wasn't directing me at all, almost like she expected me to take the reins and blow her mind. I was up front that I had never had sex before, and I was doing my best and kept embarrassing myself with the mistakes I was making. And then finally, I got really frustrated and asked why she wasn't directing me since my entire sex knowledge is from porn and internet research. Just the absolute worst places for... <laughs> Just saying. 
And she went, sheesh, okay, and tried to direct me at first, but then I said I wasn't feeling it and just got my pants back on and decided to leave. I feel like I really embarrassed myself, and I wish she was more understanding slash accommodating to the circumstances. However, maybe I overreacted a bit. Am I the asshole? Um, wow. That's not what I was expecting. So you're not the asshole, but this is also never something that happens in the birds and the bees talk. Parents, if you have a fucking 13-year-old or a 14-year-old that you're about to have the birds and the bees talk with, let's go with a boy. Let's go with the boy. Let's go with the boy. If you have a son. <laughs> Here's one thing that uh, never gets included in the birds and the bees talk. You got some learning to do. Okay. No one comes out of the gates a rock star. Okay. You're especially not going to be a rock star if your basis for knowledge is porn. All right. This is a game of practice. Every game is different, all right? You might be most amazing. You might get to the point where you're amazing with this game. Let's call her Sarah. This metaphor really got away from me. I didn't mean to call women games. I meant to call sex. I, I, meant, to be, I meant to be referring to it as sex situations, but suddenly here I am. I'm calling women games. I... <laughs> I'm going to stop doing parables, and I'm going to say legitimately what it is. Dude, every single guy goes through this. The only reason that you're embarrassed is because you already had preconceived embarrassment over the fact that you were older already, right? So, like, the embarrassment was, as the, every year passed, the embarrassment grew, and you also had this expectation of what you, ex, of what you thought that she was going to expect out of you, right? You can't put that on her, dude. You can't put any of this on her, all right? You've expressed the fact that you're a virgin. Guess what that means? She already knows. She already knows that this is going to be rough seas. But guess what? She likes you anyways. She wants to do it with you anyways. Find comfortability in the fact that, this, that, that a woman is willing to do that with you because there's, there's such this stigma to perform and it's like, Dude, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard of like a great first time story performance based. You don't hear about someone losing their virginity and go like, yeah, I put her in six different positions. I hit the G spot all the time. On second thought, don't let your sons listen to this. And she got off like multiple times. <laughs> like, that is never the fucking narrative. Hey, man. It's a practice game. Don't be so hard on yourself. Put in practice. Lucky for you, you have a girl who's willing to let you practice. It's also not her job to coach you. And you probably didn't frame it correctly. How did you, how did you say? And then finally, I got really frustrated and asked why she wasn't directing me since my entire sex knowledge is from porn and internet research. Dude, I just picture, I just picture him like on top, awkwardly thrusting with like a stone face because he's embarrassed and just getting more pissed off by the second. And then he out loud just goes, why aren't you directing me? My entire sex knowledge is from porn and internet research. <laughs> She's like, okay, sheesh. <laughs> Listen, if there's a, you handled it like an asshole, but you're not an asshole. You're embarrassed, so just chill. Try to ask differently, okay? When you're with a girl, I don't care if you've had sex with 150 different women, all right? Every single one is different. So when you're first going at it with a girl, if you get to a level of comfortability, you just got to ask, what kind of stuff are you into? And they'll feed you the, so they'll feed you the softballs. They'll feed you the softballs at first, they don't want to scare you away. They'll feed you the softballs of like, eh, I'm not going to actually give examples. You guys can get it. You guys can fill in the blanks. But they'll give you some softballs. And you just roll with those softballs, get really, really good at those softballs. Because if you get really, really good at those softballs, the thing is, is she does like that. But if you get good at that, she's going to be like, now here's what I'm really into. <laughs> and then it just opens the whole, a whole new door, okay? So... You got to ask what kind of things are you into? You have to make it about 
them because it is about them. You want to do a good job for them because guess what? Not hard. We're guys. I know guys that got off for the first time a girl touched them, okay? I have friends that got off the first time a girl touched their penis, okay? We're not a huge puzzle. We're checkers their chess, okay? And they're the master, all right? So you got to ask them what they're into. And then you just learn things together as you go. And it's a, and it's a fun thing, all right? So frame it different, dude. <laughs> that was crazy. Am I the asshole for telling my friend to not have her dates pick her up at my house? Ooh, short and sweet. So this is from a 24-year-old woman. So I just moved into a little house with my girlfriend of two years. She was also 23, or who's 23? Ah. So I just moved into a little house with my girlfriend of two years. She's 23. Our old roommate slash best friend goes on a lot of dates with men she meets on dating apps, and she has my full support of her romantic life. However, ever since I was younger, I've had a fear of being murdered. Murdered. Fun fact. We all have that fear. I also have a lot of mistrust when it comes to parentheses, especially men, strangers. Makes sense. I'm always happy to meet someone she's interested in, but ever since we moved into the new house, I have asked our friend to have her dates pick her up elsewhere so they don't know where we live until I get to know the guys first. This request has been broken a few times, and after it happened again tonight, I got upset with her. Am I the asshole? No. You're the rational one. That's the thing, dude. You gotta be careful with how you fucking play that game. <laughs> the dating app game? You don't know who you're meeting up with. You're, you're meeting up based off of a picture. What if it's a full-blown fucking catfish? Yeah, no, you're, I'm not going to dive deep into that. Of course you're not the asshole. That's just common fucking sense. Also, the fucking hookup app, hookup app thing, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, especially like if I think about it from like a woman's standpoint... Dude, I don't trust guys, and I'm a capable dude. I don't trust dudes. Fuck, I'm a capable dude, and if I was dating, I wouldn't be like, yeah, babe, come on over to my house to just every onslaught of women, because guess what? Women are crazy, too. Strangers are fucking crazy. So got to be careful in them streets. Yeah, snap off on her. Don't let her do that shit anymore. Thought I just saw a ghost. Okay. Fear just rushed through my body. All good. Am I the asshole for blowing up at my boyfriend for not celebrating my birthday? Probably not. He better have a damn good reason. Let's see what's up. I've never celebrated my birthday before. Not a strong start for you. My family once said they were going to, then made fun of me for wanting one. Wow. Since then, I've never wanted one again. Okay immediate childhood trauma, all good. Well, this year, my boyfriend convinced me that I should be celebrated and that I had to celebrate this year, so I waited. He said he was going to get together people and have a whole party for me. Well, apparently, he forgot about it. Uh, and it hurt me so badly that a week after my supposed birthday, I blew up at him screaming that he just got my hopes up and he didn't really care about me. I know that's immature for a 29-year-old, but I felt he got my hope up for nothing. Somebody asked, you're not the asshole even a little bit. He fucked up. Now, he did. You got to, dude, the age thing doesn't matter. Being 29 doesn't matter. That's something that happened from your childhood. So when it resurfaces, you are that kid again. You got, you, and, oh, man, if you're someone who's going to try to, so, you have something fucked up happen when you're a kid. And the way that you get past it is you just shut it out, right? You're just like, this is not going to be part of my life. I don't have any good emotional ties to this. It's just not for me. And then someone comes in and they want to fix that for you, which is good. It's healthy to fix things from the past. And God, especially something like this, like as a kid, like it's just like, your birthday is supposed to be, I mean, I know it's bullshit, but it's like, it's supposed to be this, like the day that you feel important, right? It's like, it's your day. It's the day that you were born. It's the day that you showed up on the earth. So regardless of how you feel about it, it's like, it's your day. It's supposed to be special. And then your family who's supposed to make it special makes you feel stupid and laughs at you. Yeah, that's going to fuck you up. So the age thing doesn't matter. He dropped the ball 
bad. Oh, that one stings, dude. You're not even the asshole a little bit. Fucking go off. I want to read what the comments are on that one. Not the asshole, but your boyfriend is when his bed rolls around, when his birthday rolls around to do the exact same thing for him. Nada. Well, okay. I mean, you don't have to pay him back. You know, he didn't. He didn't cause the original issue, you know. Or better yet, dump him. What an absolutely, absurdly cruel thing to do to bother doing to someone. Okay, listen. I'm not supporting the guy here, but we all fuck up, you know. We all fucking make mistakes. Did he fuck up? Yeah, this is a monumental fuck up. I don't know how long you've been dating. I don't know if it's breakup worthy. Yeah, But it's like all these comments are just going to be agreeing with me. I want to see if anyone says you are the asshole. I'm seeing a whole bunch of NTAs. There you go. Flannel pajamas, one, two, three. I just read the first line. He literally reproduced your childhood trauma and reinforced the toxic shame your family put on you. Jesus Christ, not the asshole. And I pray to God that you leave him and never look back. I should just read the comments first because they're a lot more succinct than my responses. All right. All right, babe. That was episode 93 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. All right? Go out there. Don't be a bummer. But before we go, but before we go, I want to leave you with one thought. No matter what the fuck these hoes talking about, just know you a bad bitch every motherfucking time that you wake up and you look in that motherfucking mirror. All the pretty girls walk like this, this, 